0: Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America
1: and a member FDSE. Welcome to another Gangplank Report. You've heard Adrian and Jen talk about the most recent episode of this hit Bravo series. Now it's time to hear from you, the superfans. It's time for the bonus episode of the Gangplank Report. And here they are, Adrian Gang and Jennifer Bennington.
0: Hey, gang. Welcome back to another superfan episode. This week, we have one of my favorite people ever on Twitter. On Twitter, he goes by King Willie, but unlike his pick or his name, he was not the guy from Predator that got killed. He's actually from London, and he is our friend Roy. Welcome to Gangplank, Roy. Hello, ladies. Yay. (laughs) Thank you very much for having me on.
1: I need to let you know how excited I was about this one because... Jen has talked about you so much, and I feel like I know you not as well as she does, obviously, because of your interactions, but I was genuinely excited about doing this interview with you because it's such a cool perspective, Get somebody from even a different place Mm -hmm. to be able to get your perspective about below deck, which is kind of fun, because I feel like there's a little bit of a different feeling, at least around yachting in general in Europe versus Mm -hmm. here in the U.S., and so I'm really excited to hear what you think about Below Deck. So thank you for being here.
2: Well, thank you for having me, ladies. I feel very, very honoured indeed to be on your Gang Planet Report (laughs) Superfans. So uh, yeah, general consensus I find in Europe compared to America is we see yachting as an absolute luxury because we only see it in the Mediterranean. And in America, it's more readily available, I'd say. You get day charters, booze, cruise charters, I guess. And Charters are affordable, but over here, they're quite pricey. So it is an absolute luxury for us over here. And we don't have the weather in England, that's one thing. So we have to go to the Mediterranean for it.
1: Yeah. I want to use the word posh at least once during this podcast. So you're saying that okay. yachting is posh, right?
2: <laughs> I don't use the word posh. I would say more high class or more
0: upper market. Ah, got <laughs> it. Very good. Very good. So what got you started on Below Deck? Basically, it was lockdown and I was scratching around
2: trying to find something to watch and something kept on coming up because I've got a very big interest in yachts. I love the design, the interior finishes and so forth. So I've always had an interest in those. But when I think it's uh, something to do with like when you search on Google, it brings up adverts and stuff and it Mm -hmm. kept on bringing up below deck and I thought, what in God's name is this? Because I don't really watch reality TV or anything like that. Mm -hmm. So I started watching it and I watched it I thought, "Hmm, okay, fine because i watched the mediterranean ones first strangely enough because i know the med quite well right. so i watched that all got up to date and it stopped then i went on to the main ones from 1 to i think it was about 7 yeah 1 to 7 and then i went and started the sailing one and i just got addicted to them all i know real boats don't actually run like that in real life as you know adrian uh but it was very entertaining it was absolutely really entertaining for me to see the boats and i got to say some of the boats were a bit dated, but still nonetheless very, very nice, you know, for what was on TV.
0: Right. I have I noticed agree with that. that. I've complained a couple of times about the bathroom decor, the gold marble mix. It's just, I find it hideous. <laughs> and yeah. It, it still pops up.
2: <laughs> yeah. I, th- I think they really scratched the barrel through the agencies like Fraser or Burgess and stuff like that to get the sub half a million dollar charter boats. For six weeks and do a deal obviously which is fantastic for the owner but yeah some of the boats are slightly dated even though they go for the refits I don't know they're still a bit dated some of them but still nonetheless still very very nice don't get me wrong still very very nice indeed
1: well and I think I walked on board our boat honor and Uh some of the decor on that thing made me think that Liberace and Stevie Wonder designed it Absolutely. There's just no possible way that somebody with good taste walked in there and went, oh, this is going to be really cute. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, <laughs> it's yeah, It's very, very, very
2: garish, very garish some of the stuff. I mean, yeah, if I had money to buy a boat, would I get that done? Definitely not, no. <laughs> oh, no. Something more plainer and more modern. But yeah, I can imagine when people see that on television for the first time and they think, hey, that's fantastic. It is fantastic. Don't get me wrong. It is beautiful. It's very, very nice. But when you've been in yachting like you have, Adrian, you've been on other vessels and you know the score and they vary so much, don't they?
1: It's crazy. And some of them I walk on and I just go, this boat is stunning. Whoever Mm -hmm. did the interior design on this, or sometimes it's even the owners themselves who choose everything, you know, outfit the boat. And they just Uh do such an unbelievably beautiful job. And then sometimes you see the boat and you go, oh, my God, they were blind. There's no way. Yeah. There's no way yeah. that they thought, I mean maybe in theory looking in a fabric book or something, they would look at it and go, "Oh, this should be nice," but then you see it in person and you just go, "Oh, oh no." Oh no. Yeah. If I wasn't going to get <laughs> seasick already, this might induce it.
2: Yeah, I could imagine that, yeah, and get your your sunglasses on too you know hide all the little <laughs> bling 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 yeah. <laughs> I think people watching all the seasons of Below Deck, they get to see the general feel of the boats and they see the same boats again here and there. And I think the current one, My Siena, that uh, Captain Shawna was representing, that had a complete refit. And I think they put a beach club on the back compared to when I saw it last time. It was much shorter. I think it's pushed out to 55 metres now or something.
1: Yeah, there's sometimes where they'll do refits on boats and they'll add footage to it, which seems yeah. odd. But it's totally doable, and if you're lucky, like me, on one of the boats that I used to work on, they added extra footage to it, and then they left the props where they were, so the okay. props were not at the back of the boat, they were more like in the two-thirds of the back of the boat, and it didn't sure. work. They just oh, didn't think about the engineering part. They only thought about the aesthetic part. And it was, yeah, yeah. it didn't run very well. Let's put it that way. Oh dear. Oh dear.
2: <laughs> yeah, but I can stay static and then dock somewhere, can't it?
0: <laughs> exactly. So now that you're caught up on all of the franchises, do you have yeah. a favorite of the three?
2: To be honest, I like them all for different reasons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I would say the one I liked most was actually the original number one Below Deck, mm-hmm. because that was like the first one going... And you actually saw sort of like how the rough edges were, which were then polished up afterwards, but you know, for the first time of it being on, and I know the full story behind everything production and Avon's involvement and Alex and all that sort of stuff there. So yeah, I really enjoyed the first one. That was very, very good for me. I really enjoyed that because it was a bit more, I would say, I wouldn't say disorganized, maybe slightly disorganized, but actually got to show you how it sort of like worked. Right. You know, for a lot of people who never knew anything about boating, basically just the tip of the iceberg. But I enjoy that. I enjoy the first one the most. and I think you were in the first one, weren't you, Adrian?
1: (laughs) Yes. So, yeah, I was first season. And I would say I agree with you on a lot of that because below deck before that, before anybody really came to understand, one, how Bravo was going to play it. And yeah. two, what the job was actually about. I think sure. they did a pretty good job of trying to represent what yachting was about while being able to make money off of a reality show. Absolutely. The thing that I tell people is the real difference between real yachting and below deck is that in the real yachting world, you want to hire people that will synergize, that will work well Absolutely. together. Absolutely.
2: Absolutely absolutely
1: because you're in a real working situation and it doesn't make sense to hire people that are there just for attention right so when you're talking about below deck it doesn't work for that like you want to hire people that are train wrecks on some level because then it's interesting to watch if everybody knew what they were doing and they did it there wouldn't be a watch
2: exactly it would just be too boring Yeah. yeah so you need to throw in the drama and i can imagine that bravo do steer stuff as you mentioned like you know production will say do this do that and just to get things going so it, I can imagine it is sort of like uh, half and half of reality and half, and half of half Let's course some drama to make it viewable for the viewers you know something keeping on their edge of the seat you know because like you said if it would all, all work like clockwork it would probably be the most boring program to watch <laughs>
1: <laughs> right exactly yeah. and I'm and I can appreciate that it's not exactly what I expected when I signed up to do the program uh-huh. but I am proud of how well it has done since then. You know, Mm. at first I was kind of horrified. Now I'm one, grateful for the experience because it's led me to places like this and people like you guys. So I couldn't be more thankful for that part of it. And the networking that I've been able to do as a result of being on the show has just been amazing. So, yeah, good, I never. mean, it has its pitfalls, but there's more pros than cons for me at this point. If you had asked me, like, days after filming how I felt about it, I would have told you to go mm-hmm. to hell. But- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah,
2: absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was just amazing to watch, you know, and, and like I said, many viewers enjoy it like I do for their own reasons or whatever reasons. And uh, it is very, very good. But because I binge-watched it, yeah, I got so used to watching one after another. I mean, I was watching, like, one season a day maybe or maybe one and a half in a day you know uh, through lockdown so but when it when I caught up and it went back to a weekly episode oh my goodness I nearly lost interest in it. I, I just couldn't wait for it <laughs> so I stopped watching it that's the problem with binging
1: yep
0: yeah
2: <laughs> yeah and I binge free you're and already in the instant again.
1: gratification yeah and that's how oh, I, I totally do
2: twitter so I got a normal Twitter account and I thought, oh, let's just do another one there. So none of my friends and friends can see what I'm up to. And uh, <laughs> and, and how I found Jen Jen doing a podcast with uh, Brianna back in the early days, maybe which was only last year. And I yeah. got addicted to that, uh, which I love. And that's how I met Jen. Um, so that's been fantastic.
0: Oh, I love you so much. Oh, <laughs> That's been my favorite part of Twitter because I stayed away from Twitter for a very long time until my best friend rooked me into coming on it and Uh it just didn't seem like my bag but I have met so many amazing people from all over the globe and there's no way you and I would have met without the internet. Our paths would never have crossed. So, It's absolutely crazy. Twitter, it, it can be nuts but it can also be such a great blessing and you can meet Fabulous people like I've met in you, and oh, you just make me likewise. laugh. And your, your <laughs> takes on the show. So let's get into this season so far. What are you thinking Ooh. so far about um, this
1: season?
2: Fantastic. I think Captain Sean had a bit of a raw deal. Mm-hmm. The first one and a half episodes he had, everyone's just comparing him to Captain Lee, who I do like a lot. Uh, but you know, give Captain Sean a bit of a break. He was there for one and a half days. Different style <laughs> of cap singing. So you can't judge him on any of the captains that we've seen because most of the people have only seen Captain Glenn, Captain Sandy, Captain Lee, and One and a Half Days of Captain Sean. And that was it, you know, so you can't compare him. That's unfair. But yeah, um, Eddie, I kind of like Eddie at first, but now I'm starting to go off a little bit. I'm finding him a bit too cocky. Uh, I think he thinks he's getting on captain's level now. Ah. For some strange reason. That's how I'm seeing it. He's getting too Mm -hmm. familiar. That's the way I'm seeing it. Uh, Rachel, maybe (laughs) she's redeeming herself, but I've got got absolutely zero respect for her after seeing what she did at uh, Catherine's Cafe, season eight in uh, Antigua, where Mm -hmm. I go to quite a few times. Uh, Yeah, tell
0: Adrian about that because that was something um, you pointed out to me that not a lot of people
2: knew. So, Adrian, you're familiar with Antigua. Oh, yeah. So if you go to Falmouth, which is in the south, on the bottom point is Pigeon Point Beach. And that's where Catherine's Cafe is. And that's where season eight, they went out for their day off wind down. And Rachel got absolutely blind drunk. She got up on the stage, started effing blind in the afternoon. And the problem being is during the daytime, there are family and kids there. Like I had my kids there, you know. So it's a bit off, really. And I know production to say, hey, let your hair down, get loose. But... I think they should really I don't know what it is. For me, I don't like seeing drunks like that. I'm scared of them because you don't know what they're gonna do. Right. How they're gonna turn yeah. out or they could be completely nice or completely horrible. But I just want to avoid that, especially in a family environment or in public really. you know. That's just a no go for me, unfortunately. But I suppose some other people like it, but I think most of the crew, when they sort of do that, were actually quite ashamed and disgusted.
1: Yeah. Um, when you Well yeah. yeah. and me that makes that. sense Gosh. to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That makes sense to me. I mean, it, the so production didn't choose that venue very well. It wasn't like Nikki Beach in Miami where they exactly. ha, or St. Barts where it's like yeah. adults only and bottle yeah. service and yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Well then, that makes it even more egregious, right?
0: When I found out that from Roy, it made it. I was already skeeved out by it because I have the same reaction to drunks that Roy does because I don't like the out of control nature of it and it just puts mm-hmm. me on edge but when I found yeah. out it was a family venue that's when yeah. because not having been there mm-hmm. and a lot of the viewers haven't we yeah. had no way of knowing that and so that yeah. added a whole darker spin on it that really yeah. set me which made
1: well. Eddie's embarrassment about it that much more understandable correct
2: absolutely yeah Mm -hmm, Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, I mean, from hearing what Rachel said to Eddie on the first uh, or second episode of season nine, when she pulled him up saying she wasn't happy about what he had said to her. And I'm thinking, really?
0: (laughs) Did you watch
2: watch the playbacks when you were drunk, Rachel? Did you not (laughs) see what you said? You know? Right. Uh, Which was very, very strange, but I don't know what's going on there between her and Captain Lee. She seems to be sort of like the apple of the eye at the moment. Probably might be the female replacement of Kate, who was with him for quite some time. That's what that's my take on it. So, you know, I'm not
0: last season, which was her first season, I had that Uh vibe because they did have her doing a lot of the one-liner kind of things and Mm -hmm. all of that. This season, she seems like she's making a very concerted effort, not unlike Malia did in the most recent below deck med to redeem herself. She's not drinking. She's not yeah. getting involved in any of the antics with the crew other than what goes on in her galley or in her stateroom. So mm. I feel like she's trying. I just don't know if I'm buying, if that makes sense. Sure. I yes. don't know. I don't know
2: if was like a repeat pattern of uh, a repeat chef. Let's say, for example, Adam. He mm-hmm. was a complete a-hole yep. on the first time he appeared.
1: Mm-hmm. Second
2: time, he sort of like semi-redeemed himself. Mm-hmm. And I think it all fell to bits when we saw him on sailing when his true colors came out, right? With uh, Jen, yeah, so so you know it goes along that way. And I think these storylines, like this one, I'm going to give them not spoiler my prediction of a spoiler coming forward between Jake and Fraser. I started to like Fraser at first, now I'm starting to go off ever so slightly. Um, Me too. I think he's becoming a bit too much of a drama queen, and because he hasn't got anyone to sound off to. First of all, he was standing off to Jess about Heather, Mm -hmm. and now he's gone to Heather, and like I can see them forming an alliance, and then they start biarching behind Jess's back, right? And I don't know how it's gonna turn out. I hope it doesn't turn out like the Kate. Josiah and Caroline Sar that I mentioned on Twitter. Right. Because I I couldn't watch that again. No way could I watch something like that again. Yeah, your mouth the God's ears.
0: I can't do that again either. Yeah,
2: I could. I mean, if, if Bravo put it on there, it's shame on them. It really is shame on them for putting that through on our screens, you know. And hopefully we won't see that. But for Jess, I think she's getting a bit of a raw deal, a poor girl. She's working hard in the laundry. It's not like she's done anything wrong, it's not like she's stabbing him on the back not like she's talking behind who was back and causing you know waves of drama she's just the i think she's just a very chill laid out person who's not a party animal right you know plus she's got some issues as well with her family life which is right so it doesn't help
1: i think she is a little bit too normal for this reality tv situation i feel kind of the same way about wes i mean he's adorable and i I enjoy the banter between the two of them together because mm-hmm. it seems really wholesome. But I think they're just not necessarily made for reality television because they're a little too no. normal. You yeah, know? and Wes, that's is, not...
2: Wes is a lovely guy. He's he's a nice, like, yeah. like Colin from the Lodex He's a lovely guy.
1: Right, uh, right. I, I'd love, I I'd love to see those two.
2: That. I'd love to see those two finish off the season, go back to Wes's yacht, and then live uh, happy ever after. <laughs> yeah, that would be ideal. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you're you're like me making up boat in your head we're already calling yeah. them wessica, <laughs> yeah. wessica.
1: yeah i like them so much i was gonna say you went on a little bit of a run there and i didn't want to interrupt you but i okay. feel the same way about fraser fraser uh-huh. sorry 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 fraser I,
2: Fra- I, Fra- Fra- I,
1: Fra- crane, Fra- yeah. Fra- crane? <laughs> fraser crane <Daphne>, fraser maybe <laughs> I feel the same way about him and I think he's a lot more calculated than anybody's giving him credit for yeah I think at first he was turned off by Heather like you said but I think now he's realizing he's seeing where his alliance would serve him the best and it's not with Jessica so he's trying to buddy up to Heather thinking my sustainability here probably heavily depends on whether I can get along with her or not, because Lee isn't giving her that much of a hard time yet. Mm -hmm. And traditionally, it's the Chief Stews that return more than once. I mean, not in all cases, obviously with me, but oftentimes it's the Chief Stew and a bosun that end up returning. And if he can ally himself substantially with heather then maybe he'll be brought back too it's far less Mm. likely that if he buddies up with jess that the both of them will return in the future so i think he is a lot more calculated than anybody thinks he is in this situation you know i think his initial frustration because he's flipped on a dime there Uh he was really spending a lot of his confessional time complaining about heather and then all of a sudden that dissipates and jessica's the problem and well, that's I I mean. just, yeah. yeah. And there was no real cataclysmic event that would have made that made sense unless he just woke up one morning and went, you know what, I'm playing this wrong. I need to do yeah. something differently here. So yeah, that's really, if you watch enough reality television, even below deck related television, then that makes sense to me that he would yeah. wise up to that pretty quickly. Yeah. So I mean,
2: he flips sides from Jess to Heather as quick as Eddie put his hair out when he caught on fire you know uh <laughs> was literally I was watching it I thought oh he's just changed eyes straight away there that's
0: exactly and if somebody strange... could point out to me what Jessica has done to warrant it I could be objective and I could sit back and I could say all right well that makes sense we just haven't been presented with a thing so your no. theory makes perfect sense Adrian and I really mm, hadn't considered absolutely. it that way Well, and
1: a lot of other people, we're not the only ones. A lot of other people on social media were saying the same things that it just didn't make a lot of sense. And it seemed really unfair, but Mm -hmm. when you're a person with a catty mindset, it makes all the sense in the world. And that's the thing.
0: I like catty. I don't mind catty, but there was just something about the power dynamic. And we talked about it in last week's podcast about the difference between it being between the chief and the second against the third versus the mm. other way around. There was just something about it that just felt off and wrong to me. Yeah. That I don't see that it would play out like that in real life. Having worked in multiple fields with multiple people, you generally bond with the people who are in the trenches with you, not the people who mm-hmm. are often management. Yeah. Cozy office mm. somewhere. Yeah. And going on to Heather now, I don't know what to make of her. Is she 25
2: or 26? I doubt it. Uh, (laughs) I really, I really, I really doubt. I really, really doubt. I mean, good luck to her, whatever age she is, you know. uh, But I didn't notice her roots, which actually shocked me the other day. Um, I thought she was a natural blonde from looking at her pictures when she was a youngster. When they came up uh, about her. I can
0: tell you, as a blonde, depending Uh on the season your hair does come in a little darker. Like if I'm in the sun, my hair goes very light. And Uh then if I'm out of the sun indoors for a while, it does come in a little darker. It's still blonde, but I'll give her that. I don't know that her hair is that blonde. I used to have my hair that blonde in high school back in the eighties. And the bottle was called ultimate natural blonde. (laughs) It was not real. So I don't know that it's real, but I do think she's a blonde. Her eyebrows fit a blonde, but
2: fair enough and fair enough. And I was just being a bit like Fraser, being <laughs> yeah. a
0: little catty. <laughs> and and okay. see, since it's against Heather, I have zero problem. <laughs> <And> I'm, <laughs> I'm so fickle.
2: <laughs> yeah, so that poor girl. From what I've seen, maybe it's just bad editing or, or uh, editing against her. Her management style is a bit. It's a bit. Mm. <laughs> it's a bit
0: she's not very Mm. hands-on after seeing katie last season on below deck med Mm
1: -hmm.
0: she doesn't seem as qualified to be chief stew in my opinion not ever having worked in yachting i can't say that she's not qualified but it doesn't come across that way across the school i mean if she
2: she says she's worked what five years she's done five seasons Mm -hmm. Is that five solid seasons you know and what was her chief stew was it a big or small boat you know who knows
1: yeah if she's 25 years old and she's been in yachting for five years that math doesn't add up to me because there's not a lot of boats that would hire somebody under the age of 21 for a multitude uh-huh. of different reasons but liability uh-huh. being the biggest one because consider how much I mean look the one authentic thing about this show if I can say above anything else is the amount of partying that we do when we're not working. And (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) for a captain to take on somebody who's that young, especially if they're not of legal drinking age, even if they are in Europe, which she wasn't, doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't, the math doesn't add up for me. So Mm. something smells fishy in Denmark to me.
2: (laughs) Yep.
0: (laughs) Maybe we'll see it unfold, who knows. What do you think about Raina? We haven't talked about her, because she's getting mixed reviews. I like Raina,
2: actually. She's a bit of a fiery girl. Uh, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't like to get on the wrong side of her. Um, (laughs) That's one thing for sure. But I do like her, but she's been missed about by the famous Jake. Right. Who I call Mr. Candy with his curly moustache from uh, the Django movie. Oh. Uh, DiCaprio (laughs) played him, you know, the curly moustache, Mr. Candy so (laughs) he's english i've sussed them out straight away he's what we call a wide boy a junk lad
0: okay you gotta uh, define things this is the other thing i haven't told you about (laughs) my friendship with roy adrian he has given me a much larger vocabulary than I've had before because he would throw slang things at me that are <laughs> slang in the UK that I would have no clue. And so he would give me all these definitions of words so I could keep up with our conversation. That's awesome.
2: <laughs> so Jack live is like someone who's like a, a frat boy, I guess. Okay. And then also, uh, what did I say? A, wide, a wide, boy boy. Would, would be, wide boy would be like a wise guy.
0: Mm, okay. Did that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Did that makes sense. Like a smart
2: Alec, yeah, smart Alec. Okay, like he mentioned about he was engaged to help a lady get a visa to come to the UK, which is like that happens all the time. But you know, you do on TV, mate, you know, you just open it up to, to a can of worms to get arrested and fined. Right. Her, and her getting <laughs> deported, you know. So why go down that route? Because trust me, they will look into it now because it's an easy target, you know, right. for immigration to go, oh, here we go. Let's interview Jake, see what's going on there. He's <laughs> on TV. Yeah. But yeah, he's he's a bit of a, um, I don't know. I don't know if Eddie made a good choice putting him as a uh, bosun. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe he's not that, I would say great with dealing with stress on people mm-hmm. when he came in on the same level as them because, like, he was shouting and not being nice to Raina and a bit, bit uh, snappy and short of her, which I found a bit rude. Mm-hmm. But Rainer, yeah, yeah. I, I don't mind her. I don't mind that she's nice. But going back to Jake, I don't know, another Gary, he's another Gary yeah I don't know which one's worse yet because we haven't seen anything happen whether he starts playing Raina or whether he starts playing Fraser
0: we saw him you know? being a little flirty with Heather too at their last night out
2: but I, I think that was that was when that's more of a drunken thing isn't it uh, like, oh, yeah. darling how are you you know okay you know it's one of those jobs I think anything that was female um <laughs> was game for him that night you know and,
1: and what you said earlier, when you said changing Alliance faster than Eddie putting his hair out, my analogy yeah. was going to be faster than Jake changes his romantic interests, his fluid <laughs> mean, romantic changing interests.
2: His sexual orientation or something like yes. that.
0: Exactly.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but then the next day, he said he was blind, drunk, and couldn't remember anything at all. Well, they
0: both did. And I really... I'm struggling with both of them saying it. And Adrian has filled me in that blackouts do happen. And Uh Tiffany filled us in on the fact that production sent flaming shots. So I'm not saying it didn't happen. It just strikes me weird that it happened to both of them.
2: Yeah. I'm sure Jake couldn't remember anything, but I'm sure Fraser loved every minute of it.
0: (laughs) 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 Yep. We shall see how that plays out overall. Exactly. I think that the season has hit kind of a bit of a lull. I'm anxious for something to shake it up a little bit. I don't know that Heather putting Jess on service is going to do that, but we'll see coming up. We are, just so listeners know, we are recording this early because Adrian is headed off on charter. So that's why we're not talking in real time about next week's episode, which will have aired by the time this
1: does. Hopefully heading out on charter. Hopefully, yeah.
0: (laughs) (laughs) fingers crossed yeah if you get a generator well before we wrap this up though did you have any questions that you wanted to ask Adrian or myself no
2: No. (laughs) I
0: love that (laughs) I love that that would have been our first no
2: so uh you're such a wide boy (laughs) wide we call wide boy darling wide boys (laughs) adrian when does your season end well this season basically when does it end for you when do you actually get some rest r&r time
1: so right now is the by far the busiest season of the year uh uh, christmas new years so i'll be busy straight through probably valentine's day like right around then
0: and then i've got
1: a little bit of downtime and then it's spring break and spring break is a big time for us because spring break is kind of all over the map here in the U.S. Like it's not Uh just one or two weeks. It could be, it's usually like almost two months worth of spring break. So that's March, April, May. And then next season picks up at Memorial Day and Uh that goes straight through till Labor Day. So there's times that are definitely busier than others. I, because i freelance end up Mm -hmm. taking a lot more downtime than people who work permanent gigs, and that's intentional because I actually like my husband and I want to hang out with him. Absolutely. (laughs) (laughs) And we just bought a new house, so it's nice to be able to finally settle in somewhere. Thank you. Yeah, so I mean, it's definitely seasonal, but it's how much you do and don't want to be in the season. But I definitely work the holidays every year, like this time of year, because it's when we have the ability to make the most money and there's always people looking for good workers because there's so much going on that they have to reach out and that's when we get paid the most too so oh fantastic. i can ask for a higher day rate during this time because i know that there's one a crew shortage right now and two i have lots of experience so yeah Glad
2: you do Yeah, <laughs> well done to you though. so uh a bit of a rest for you and you're gonna spend some time in your new house how lovely
1: yeah yeah yeah
2: brilliant
0: Well, thank Mm -hmm. you so much, Roy, for doing this. I appreciate you, buddy, and I appreciate our talks. And you have been extremely supportive of me, not only with the podcasting and on Twitter, but real life stuff. You're just an all around gold hearted man. And I appreciate you very much. So thank you for doing this with us.
1: Thank Thank you so much. I'm so glad to finally meet you.
2: You too, Adrian. It's been an absolute pleasure.
0: Okay, so Yay! we will catch you guys. Thank you for listening. We will catch you next time for the recap. Take care. Bye. 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 Special thanks to our friends who helped us create Gang Gangplank Report. Down below music and lyrics by Angel Tweeter Frail and Terry Abbott. Performed by Laura of Florida. Production assistance by Michael Castaneda. Superfan intro by Blind Lawrence. Cast
1: off me, Arties.